I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Barrett Jones, as far as I know, was not the inspiration for this Counting Crow song, but he is still a multiple-time national champion, played at Alabama, Memphis product at ECS, joins us now. Mr. Jones, what's going on, man? How are we doing, guys? Yeah, that was uh, actually my granddad was the inspiration for that. How about that? Yeah. Um, no, it's, a good, it's a good tune, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I like, like old Counting Crows. I hadn't heard it in a while. Yeah, um, I'm just curious because you told us, you know, before the college football season started that you were not going to be calling games anymore, that you were taking a step back and, and, and kind of hanging around at home, uh, which is what Giselle wished Tom Brady would have done. Um, do, do you find yourself missing it at all? Like, or are you just sitting there on Saturdays? You're like, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that as, like I was doing it before. Well, it was just be clear for our listeners, not like I'm deadbeat and have no job. I still have a full-time <laughs> job. I just want to make that clear. John you didn't make that like very clear, just, Barry. He did not make like, that like very I just had my, <laughs> Like I had my feet kicked up for the entire <laughs> fall. Stay-at-home stay dad is a job, man. It's a, it is a job. I'm glad you made that clear. I was deciding not to work, and I was drawing welfare <laughs> or something. I mean, goodness. Uh, okay, yeah, so I am only doing one job instead of two. That is correct. You know, it's honestly – it, it's been incredible. I, I uh, I've got a two year old, two and a half year old, and a and an infant, and I really can't imagine leaving. So, you know, I know you guys have done it, but for for the listeners, like I mean, my my wife for the fall was literally work all week, just like most people, and then on Fridays, uh, usually around lunch, I would go to the airport, and I would fly somewhere, yeah. and I would prep my tail off for the next you know twenty hours, and on the plane, and then the next morning, and then I would call a game usually on Saturday night. And I'd wake up at about 4 a.m. and I'd fly back on Sunday to try to at least see my family a little bit on Sunday afternoon. So, if you do that for 17 weeks in a row, and then you do that for five years, you know it's a grind. And uh, travel, I feel like, sounds glorious until you're, you know, in the Atlanta airport at like midnight and your flight gets delayed again, and you're like, "What am I doing, man?" So, yep. you know, I love calling the games. That part is really fun. Um, but when I'm taking a red eye back from Seattle uh, after the, you know, Washington. USC game, uh, I'm kind of like, I don't, I don't miss that part of it. So altogether, uh, incredible decision. Love hanging out with my son. 
uh, we watched the Alabama football game you know, the last couple of weeks together, and it was just uh, it was really fun. So I have no regrets. Uh, it was a tough decision. I'm actually going to get to call one game this year, which will be a lot of fun. I'm going to call the um, Alabama-Tennessee game uh, with just the local Alabama guys. They needed a sub for John Parker Wilson, who normally is their color guy. He's got, got to miss that game. And so I'm, I'm going to be in Knoxville calling that game. So I get at least one chance this year to scratch the itch of calling again. No, that's really cool, man. And I, I really relate to that. The first couple of years when we had our kid, Faith was a – I was still beat riding for you know covering the Tigers, and she felt like she was basically raising CJ, our our, our son, on her own. And so that, that's the other thing, Barrett. You never get this time back, man. So I absolutely admire the decision that you made. So when you're sitting there with the with the kids, and you hear Feinbaum saying that Georgia's the new Alabama, do you sit there and roll your eyes, or do you you know is he is he right in some sense, Barrett? Well, look. First of all, I I love Paul, but there's nobody better at gra- grabbing headlines than Paul. <laughs> so let's just always remember that. That he uh, he's very strategic in the way he grabs headlines, and hey, there, you could make an argument over the last couple decades, no one's done it better. Um, you know, I see what he's saying. I do think that if you ask me right now, like I think Georgia might be Alabama by two touchdowns today. I really do. I think I think they're really really good, um, but a lot can happen in the season, and uh, I think Alabama's got some. Even though they have a lot of leadership, but a lot of positions, there's still a lot of youth in those net playmaking core, and that's what they've really got to find. They've got to find some playmakers, and then also at their cornerback position. But, man, Georgia has looked really, really complete, and offensively Georgia looks a lot better than they did even last year. That unbelievable group of tight ends they have that they're using in creative ways, and Stetson Bennett is playing some really good football. I'm not sure about all this Heisman talk for him. That's, that's maybe a little getting carried away for me, uh, but I, I do think that uh, I think that Georgia would be probably a – two touchdown favorite in my mind over anyone in the country, the way they're playing. So I guess from that perspective and a snapshot, I understand what he's saying, but I mean, I think Alabama got to where they are because of a a prolonged success and multiple national championships. And so uh, I'm I'm certainly not ready to, to call that, you know, in fact, I still, and this is, I, I know this sounds like an Alabama Homer comment, but I still would have loved to have seen what would have happened if Alabama had had Jonathan Mechie and Jamison Williams for all four quarters the national championship game. I'm not saying Alabama would have won, but I think it would have been an unbelievable football game. So I, I, uh, I'm not sure that the transfer of power is quite as uh, succinct as he's making it out to be, but I do think Georgia is the best team in the country right now. Should Florida still be ranked going into this matchup against Tennessee? It is currently a top 20 matchup. <laughs> Should it be a top 20 matchup? You know, I, I've really had a tough time. So I do a poll every week for the football writers, which is really funny because I'm not a football writer. Uh, but, uh, it's like doing a poll is really hard. Like I just encourage you if you ever like, I know that most people just sit down and they look at the AP poll and they kind of just, you know, they kind of do that or maybe make a few small changes. Like I think I, I, I feel like it's really hard to find good teams, you know, outside mm. the top 10 this year. So I have no idea because if you say they shouldn't be ranked and you have to come right. up with some other teams that should be, and that's just hard right now. So, um, you know, they have a, a really good win. So if you're in the camp that, you know, you value wins, then, yeah, I, I guess they should be. I mean, that's a good win against Utah. So, yeah, I'll give them rank. I think Anthony Richardson is going to have to uh, learn how to throw the football. Uh, and that, I mean, they, look, they, I, I love Billy Napier. I think they're going to really be good. There's not a, a ton of talent on that Florida team comparatively to even some of the Florida teams we've seen in the last couple of years with Dan Mullen. There was, a, I mean, there was, there was dudes, you know, on those team with um, Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony and Trask and, 
Like they had some real dudes, Trevon Grimes, like especially those skill playing positions. There's just not those guys right now. So, yeah, I think uh, I think they probably deserve to be ranked, but they better get their act together quickly because uh, Tennessee, I think, is playing some good football and they're playing with a lot of confidence. You know, read a SEC uh, column asking who's the third best team in the SEC: Ole Miss, Arkansas, Kentucky, or the Tennessee team that you guys are talking about. Which one, Barrett, for you would it be right now? You know, Arkansas has got a pretty good win over Cincinnati. We know what Kentucky did going down to Florida. Ole Miss really hasn't played anyone, Barrett, so I'm still having a hard time judging them. For you, if you were saying third best today in the SEC, who would it be? Yeah, it's really hard. You know, I mean, I I wanted to say Arkansas, uh, and then I watched – I made the mistake of watching some of their game last week, and then I was kind of like, ew, I don't know. That that secondary – is very very sketchy. I think I saw a stat where they might be the worst secondary in the country statistically. So uh, that's never good when you have when you're the worst at something. So you know I don't know. Uh, obviously we'll find out. I mean I, I I think all those teams that you mentioned have flaws, uh, but they all have a potential. You know I think I think Kentucky has a chance to have a really good record at the end of the year. You know and that that uh, Kentucky Tennessee game is gonna be really huge. I just think. The East is, is shaping up to be a little bit of an easier path, you know, than the West. So I can see some of those those Western teams getting beat up. You know, Arkansas, like they're a really good team, but man, I mean, they've got just a gauntlet of a yep. of a schedule. You know, when you talk about all the people they have to play, and so I, I think it'll be interesting to see who we think is the third best team. I want to say Arkansas because I love I love all the things they're doing, uh, but man, when you got a it's a passing league, and when when you have a uh, when you have a secondary like that and the way they've been playing, it's tough for me to call it. So I guess I have to pick. I'm going to pick Tennessee uh, right now today as the third best team in the SEC. We're talking to Barrett Jones, <clears throat> multiple-time national champ at Alabama. ECS product here from Memphis. What do we think of Mike Leach right now? It's a good question. Um, you know, like, Is it working? Like, like is, the, is it going well? I, 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 I like the idea of Mike Leach. You know, like I, I think at a place like Mississippi State, like I'm a big fan, and, and Tennessee is doing this right now to a certain degree. Like, I think you need to have a system. You know, like you got to have something you believe in if you want to compete with the, the big boys. And um, you know, you can't just go and try to play Georgia Alabama football and and you know beat your head against the wall um, with with lesser players. That's not going to work. And so, I like the idea of the system that Mike Leach has. Mike Leach is just an odd cat, man. He's an odd cat, and I, you know, I don't personally enjoy watching, you know, what they're doing. It, it's it can be frustrating, um, you know. Uh, Will Rogers, like I, I think he's a good player. I feel like maybe there was a little too much hype. I, I'm kind of I've, I've kind of been bearish on Mississippi State all year. Uh, I'm not necessarily a believer, and so am I a believer that Mike Leach, you know, can get to eight wins consistently? Yeah, I think I think he can get to eight wins. Will ever get really past that in a significant way? I don't think so because there's always going to be a couple games a year where they just kind of lay an egg, and that was a bad loss to a, an LSU team that looked pretty anemic on offense at times and still found a way to win. So, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of bearish. I'm sorry, Mississippi State fans, but I'm kind of bearish on Mike Leach. It was a very disappointing loss by that Mississippi State team too. After having control early on, that that, that was that was an awful performance. Uh, Arkansas, Texas A&M. What do you think? I mean, th- this one, you know, Florida, Tennessee's. I think Tennessee's a double-digit favorite, even though for those of us here, we're obviously interested in that one. But Arkansas, Texas A&M. I'm not sure which way I'm leaning on this one. You mentioned how much you like Arkansas. Uh, anyway, they go in there and pull the upset. 
Definitely. I mean, I, I think I think it's a toss up. I mean, again, A uh, and M. Let's not forget. Like, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but this is a, a, a team that has like a freshman class that was number one, a sophomore class that was like you know number six. The class before that was like number nine. I mean, they've got some dudes. Okay, like they, they probably. If you're wondering who has like the third best dudes in the SEC, it's probably A and M, which just makes that loss all all the more embarrassing to Appalachian State. So, um, you know. I, I'm still going to go with Ar- Arkansas because I feel like Arkansas believes right now, and they they have an unbelievable culture, and I just don't see a lot of belief right now in A and M. I, I I don't know why. Um, they better come around because Jimbo's not going anywhere with that contract. Uh, I I think uh, I, I I've been really disappointed and surprised at the way A and M has just underperformed and kind of the lack of energy that they've shown to this point. So could they come out and win? Absolutely, they have the talent to do it, but. I'm still going to lean Arkansas. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go culture over recruiting uh, in this one. How much are they talking down there? I mean, how much? Are, how hot are they at Jimbo? They lose this one at home. Just about, we know they could. You're you're absolutely right. Arkansas could go in there. They've got the talent to do it. But what would they be saying about Jimbo after this one? You're right. They can't fire him. But my gosh, it wouldn't be fun to go to work. Oh man, it's uh, it could be really hot. And look, they've got to find a quarterback. I mean, that's Jimbo's supposed to be. You know, kind of an offense quarterback guy, but I mean, yeah. talk about—they've uh, got a brutal, brutal schedule upcoming. I mean, they've got this game; they got Mississippi State. They should be Mississippi State probably. Then they have Alabama, uh, South Carolina. They should probably win that one. Then they have Ole Miss, and then Florida. So, like, they've got a lot of losable games coming up, like a lot, uh, where it could get really ugly for Jimbo if this team starts to turn the other direction. So, yeah, they—they they really need this one a lot, a lot worse, I think, than Sam Pittman in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you roll your eyes as hard as I did when uh, you heard the Mike Gundy rant after, of course, he confirmed that Bedlam is dead as Oklahoma is moving to the SEC? He said Oklahoma chose to follow Texas and the money to the SEC as if Oklahoma State would not have done the exact same thing had they been invited. You know, not really, honestly. I, 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 I do roll my eyes at Mike Gundy from time to time, but like I actually get this one a little bit. I mean, you know, if you listen to the whole quote, like, he even says later, like, I don't see that he doesn't fault him for that, but that was just a decision they made, and there's, con- you know, essentially a consequence of that decision. I mean, here's the reality, okay, is every school now, uh, I've said this many times, like, we've thrown off the guise of pretending like we don't care about money. It's all about money. Uh, and so, you know, part of that structure is if they win more games and they're able to get more money and more recruits, et cetera, et cetera, and there's about to be a massive massive money gap between Oklahoma State under their new deal with the Big 12 after these schools leave and, you know, the the 90 – What I don't even know how, what the number will be that Oklahoma is getting every year. Look, that, that catches up with you after time. And, by the way, I, I looked it up today. Mike Gundy, in his tenure, is like 3-14 and 14 against Oklahoma. So, Oof. you know, I mean, it's sad from a fan's perspective. Yeah, but, like – at the same time, like why? Why do you? You're already getting your brain beat in, kind of three and fourteen in the last seventeen years against that school, and now they're about to have about you know twice the money you do over the next decade. So, I I kind of get it honestly. I mean, did he, did he say it like in the best way? Maybe not, but like I kind of understand where he's coming from. Is it right? I don't know. I mean, if you ask the kids, I guarantee they still want to play Oklahoma. Um, but if you're making a business decision. I kind of understand it. I don't know. Yeah, Barrett, man, great stuff as always, dude. Thank Appreciate you, brother. the time. All right, guys. Always fun. Y'all have a great week. Yeah, we do the same. He is Barrett Jones. Joins us from time to time here talking college football. Yeah, look, I just 
it is it is unfortunate, right, that um, that conference realignment is is sort of costing us great series. Um, but I, you know, th- there'll be new ones. <laughs> life, yeah, yeah, life will go on. Don't, I, for the people in Oklahoma, right? right? I mean, that's a big one, you know. But the world will manage to keep turning. I think. I didn't mind so much what Gundy said, especially in the context that you know Oklahoma was trying to say, "Well, we'll still do the series, you right. know, with you guys. They're you know they're the ones cutting it off." No, you guys cut it off when you decided to go to the SEC. That this thing was dead then. Yeah. So I didn't mind them as much. Jason and John, how do you turn up him? ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.